Welcome to the Art of the Dive. The season is about to begin. It's both my favorite and my least favorite time of the year. On one hand, excited to start another FPL season. On the other hand, uh, not so excited to start an FPL season because it's depressing most years. Uh, but this year is going to be different, right, Jake? Yeah. Yeah, good attitude, good attitude. Uh, I've actually only got Jake today. Thank goodness. We're just doing a throwback. Marco and Jake kicking it old school. Uh, today's podcast is going to be uh, kind of winging it a little bit. I mean, really what we wanted this to be was just kind of like talking about our teams, figuring out what we're going to be doing this year, uh, maybe going through some of the questions that Jake and I both have. And then, of course, we have a bunch of questions that people have wrote in that we'll be hitting along the way. Jake, how are you feeling about the start of the FPL season? Unprepared as of right now, but I have a couple days, so here we go. Good thing you don't have to work, right? Yeah, I'm hoping for a slow night. Yeah, Jake has to work the next uh, couple days here, uh, and that's going to be V funny because he's going to be upset. And then he'll, what we'll get inevitably will be like three weeks into the year, he'll be like, well, the week before the season started, I had to like work, so I couldn't get my team together. Oh, no. Yeah, it's a true story. True story. Yeah, 100% chance that's happening. Uh, I think everybody has to work, Jake. So I think what you should do is just uh, quit your job so that you can go full-time FPL. Uh, is that an option? I'm interested. Yeah, I think, I mean, what they you'd probably get paid based off your rank. Okay. So, so like, you know, the worse I do, the more I get, right? Like millions? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, you'd be very good based off that. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I think let's just like jump right into it and start talking and thinking about some of the things that you and I are both struggling with and how our teams are structured. Um, maybe what we should do, Jake, first is quickly kind of like talk about who we currently have in our drafts and then uh, and then like kind of go back and go through some of the big question areas. I think, does that like kind of make sense to you like about how, how we might manage things here? Yeah, for sure, that works. Okay, so just kind of like two bros talking about their teams on a pod. You want to kind of start with uh, the way your team's structured out right now? Yeah, I'll start. Um, and this is definitely open to changes, but this is what I have. So in goal, I have Sanchez and Ward with the info that Schmeichel's moving on. Ward's a plain 4.0, and they seem to rotate very nicely. Um, and then in the back, I have... Trent, Cancelo, Rabo, Cash, and Gabriel. Um, and then in the midfield, Sala, Mount, Neto, Bailey, Andreas. And then up top, I have Jesus, Kane, and a 4.5, which is Delap right now. But. Say your back line one more time Trent, Cancelo, Rabo. Cash from Villa, and then uh, Gabriel from. Um, Gabriel, Gabriel from Arsenal. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. Okay. Um, let's. I guess like where when you're looking at your team right now, where are you feeling like you're you're not really prepared, or like where are you still tinkering? Uh. So I don't like what I have at the forward line, but I feel like I'm doing it to protect myself as of right now. So I I think my midfield is weak. Um. I don't like the fact that I have Bailey and Neto. So I'm tempting to either drop uh, Jesus down or Kane down to get a little, a couple more 8.0 midfielders, um, and then maybe mm -hmm. even move Cash up to like James 
or Perisic. Um, that's kind of my thinking. I think Rabo and Trent are nailed. I think Cancelo's nailed for me. Um, I think even Gabriel's na- nailed at 5.0. Um, and then, you know, Salah's nailed and Mount's pretty nailed for me because I don't have any other Chelsea attack at this point in time. So that, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm doing. And yeah. the, the goalkeepers, I feel like, are nailed now with this Schmeichel news. So that makes my life easier, I feel. Yeah, I think so too. The That's, I guess, maybe we'll start from the back and kind of work forward. And I think that's a good way to think about it is like which players are nailed in your team? Because for the most part, I mean, I would say looking, you know, 15 players, I would say 11 of them are mostly buttoned down at this point for me. And I'm just trying to kind of figure out some a few things. Uh, the the goalkeeper situation is interesting with, with um, Brendan Rodgers saying that Ward quote has the you know has the potential or can be a number one there are some rumors about Dubrovka uh and of course Leicester and Newcastle are in these conversations about Madison as well right now and somebody floated this idea that like maybe Dubrovka would somehow be involved in that move but you know I think you know Ward in a 4.5 to me is definitely the way to go um or I mean if you really want to be ballsy you could go 4.0 4.0 couldn't you yeah, uh, I think that's a little yeah. bit too risky for me, which yeah. is saying a lot. Yeah, I think so too. I'm on Sanchez Ward right now, so I, I feel pretty good about that for the most part. Who did you say your 4.5 was again? Uh, Sanchez, yeah, same thing. Yeah, oh, you're the same, you're the same. Yeah, they rotate really well, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, home and away, so yeah. it's almost perfect. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go with that for now, unless some sort of news come out in the next couple of days that Leicester are very seriously considering bringing in an, a, a, somebody else to be the number one. So I feel good there. Um, my back line right now is uh, James, Rabo, Trent, and Cancelo with Nico Williams. Okay. Um, I, I wasn't really sure with the back line, I guess. I think there's incredible value in the back line this year. Uh, there's a lot of good players that you can pick from. Perisic is somebody that I've been trying to figure out how to get in, even though Conte made that comment the other day about like, oh, we need to be patient with him. Like, I didn't realize this. Like, hit, have you seen his stats yeah. when he was in Syria? Yeah, they're absurd. And that's why actually the fact that he played the last um, kind of warm-up game for them or preseason game, he's. He, I, I think I need to find him into my team at some point i just didn't get a chance to tinker the last four days so which is yeah a long they're time. they're run a fix yeah they're they're run a fixtures so like southampton to start then chelsea and then wolves nottingham uh west ham fulham like they have a pretty nice little run to start the season i mean then they do have city leicester arsenal but man to start the season there uh, you could be pretty happy, I think, to have a Spurs defender. And it's just there are a lot of other wingbacks available. In, and, and I don't know who's going to end up being the player for them. I do get a little nervous that like a guy like Perisic might get rotated a bit, don't you? Yeah, but you made that point in actually like our first preseason pod that even if he gets rotated, you know, you're still kind of hoping, you know, hoping for the attacking returns. And so... Worst yeah. case scenario, if he plays less than sixty minutes, he still has a good chance to get an attacking return in, in Spurs like opening run of fixtures because they just play pretty easy, poor defensive teams at least. Um, yeah. So I was actually surprised to yeah. hear you went with a four because you you were the one that seemed most 
the least likely out of all of the the co-hosts of this pod to have a 4.0 starting defender, which I don't think it's a bad call. I'm not saying it is. Um, but I do, I think personally, if I had to pick between James and Perisic, I think I'd lean Perisic for right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a big question. We had a couple of people write in about Chelsea and just asking about them in general. Um, of course, I think... Uh, I was originally on Chilwell and James. Now, Chilwell hasn't played that much in the preseason. That doesn't mean he's not going to play. But then there were some comments from Tuchel about he's still struggling a little bit with fitness, uh, coming off his knee injury. And that really turned me off and made me a little nervous about that. I think people have made a little bit too much about the... I don't know what the right word is. Like the new signings, I guess, is just the way I'll say it. Um, And that there's somehow like instability at Chelsea in terms of their back line with Aspi talking about leaving and things like that. I still think they're going to be very strong defensively. The the signings that they have made have been really good. Um, There's still a few targets out there that they're talking about. But I, I do see, I guess, like you said, maybe there is this argument for like you just have James or you don't have any Chelsea and you just wait. Um, I'm concerned with Chilwell, like with them bringing back from the injury. I was sold on him. I, I think, I mean, statistically, he's as good um, as James. But then on top of that, if you look at like his heat map, he does a lot of damage in the box, whereas James does a little bit more damage from free kicks. I'm not yep. saying one is better than the other, but I I love in-the-box defenders. Uh, and I think Perisic is like that as well. He, he's kind of very similar in of, of the same vein, if you will. So... Yeah, that's where I'm at with the Chelsea thing. And I have looked at James out for Perisic. Um, my current draft has 0.5 in the bank. That would give me um, you know, total of one in the bank, and I could play with that a little bit. So, um, yeah, that's a big question for me. Uh, I actually, for a while, was – and, and um, like Wilson wrote in about – or excuse me, Matthew Hall and Wilson wrote in about this Robertson-Diaz thing. So, like, do you have Diaz or do you have Rabo? Because I have Salah and I have Trent. Have you thought about that much? Yeah, I thought about it, and I think – Oh, man, I don't want to th- – I'm going to misquote who said this, but I think it was uh, Mark Southerns. You know, it was like you, you boil it down to – so if you have Diaz, that's 8.0 and Ravo 7. So it's like what are you going to do with that extra mil? And I feel like I can do a lot with that extra mil almost anywhere except maybe the forward line, which – but, you know, it's like I can go Ravo and – and um, Martinelli for the same cost as like Diaz and like Bailey. So to me, it makes more sense to go with Rabo um, because I think personally, I think he's going to at least be close to Diaz for the, the first run of fixtures. And maybe that changes. I don't know. But a lot of what I've read is that Diaz likes to be a little bit wider and that's going to allow Robbo to make kind of like kind of like the Cancelo runs in my mind of what Man City does. And so for a mil cheaper, yeah. I'd prefer to have Robbo. He's looked good in preseason. He got an assist. You know, I think they're going to get a lot of cleans. I, I, that's what I'm going to start with. And the other thing that I'm worried about is that uh, Nunez looks like he's ready to go. And so they're going to rotate. And yeah, Diaz is a different position, but once Jode is back, I'm a little bit nervous that Liverpool becomes a little bit like of what Man City does, where they just rotate so much up there. And it's just like, I don't want to mess around with that if I have a sure thing to start the season. Yeah. Yeah. That, that brings me to Harbor Boy's question. Which player have you completely changed your mind on in the last few weeks since the game launched? I think I just, we hit those two players for me. 
I was on for a long time Diaz actually over Rabo because I thought, oh, then I'll have just like Perisic in the back line. I'll have Chilwell. And Chilwell's the other player that I was completely in on that I've just been like, ah, I don't want to get into that right now. I don't know if that's right or wrong. Are there any players that since the start you've been 100% sold on and now like as we get closer, you're kind of dialing that back a little bit? Martinelli. That's who I've kind of gone ah, away from. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, he's a... You know, seems like a good price point to like fit into the team but he's just doing what he did all last year and i had him for a little bit last year he just doesn't seem to return like he's a good epl player but he's not a good fpl player um it's just so many better options in the arsenal team so i'm staying away from him i'm sure you know he'll probably get a, a couple returns but i'd much rather go Saka, an arsenal defender and uh jesus up top he had, I will say this though, he had a pretty like good preseason. Yeah, but I think it was mostly assists, right? He had one goal, maybe. Yeah, one goal, five assists. In yeah, the I think if you compare that to a lot of other guys, and I get it, he's two mil cheaper than both of them. Um, but I'm just also worried that he's going to be the one that's going to get rotated the most. You know, it's kind of one hundred percent. Yeah, he will. He will. And you have to be like the fact that you're picking him. You need to be okay with it because Saka won't be. Right, Saka's not going to be, and you're going to pay two mil more. Um, but that's that's definitely the risk that you're going to have with Martinelli, right? Is he'll, he'll be rotated for sure. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, let's I guess move forward into the midfield then a little bit. Um, you said right now that you've got uh, Bailey, Neto, Salah, Mount, and who? Uh, the four point five Andreas. Andreas Pereira. Pereira, yeah, for full. Yeah. I, I think so. I think almost certainly, unless you're going with a five man midfield, everyone should have Andreas Pereira. That's a big question. That, that there's no question about that. We did we did get another question. Somebody had just wrote in, um, like two point sex sounds wrote in. Are playing four point a wasted a defender spot? I know that's backtracking a little bit, but I mean Nico Williams is just and and Andreas Pereira are, are two players that will open up some funds. It's one of the reasons I currently in my current draft have Nico Williams. It's not necessarily the way that I'm going to go, but I'm in a 4-4-2 and the the reason I initially was thinking to go this way is because of the flexibility of it. Like it, it, I'm putting almost all of my funds into my first 11 players. I have a 4.0 goalkeeper, a 4.0 defender, a 4.5 midfielder, and a 4.5 forward. Yeah. Um, and the rest of my money has all been stuck into the players that are going to play every single week. The plus side is with Nico Williams, Andreas Pereira, both are going to play. And it sounds like Ward is also going to play. Yep. And it also sounds like Greenwood from Leeds might get some minutes at some point this year, yep. uh, or at least will be rotated in. And so for me, it's like, you have four players for bench players that probably are going to play almost every week. Greenwood's the only question mark there. Yeah, it's, it's um, back to the old school, I feel like, a couple of years yeah, ago. And right, that's what right. I don't like about my team right now. So Yeah. We've, we talked about that uh, a couple years ago. And that's actually a few years ago when I had a couple good seasons in a row. Uh, that was how I structured my team. I did not. And the last couple of years, because of COVID, I've completely gone the opposite. I've been like, oh, get like the most, you know, the most, the deepest team you can because players are going to be out and there's injuries. And on one hand, like it was helpful. On the other hand, it kills you too. If you don't concentrate your your value in the players that are out on the field, you miss out on a lot of points. Mm -hmm. So anyways, 
let's uh let's get into the midfield um we had a couple people write in with questions about like the 8.0 mid so guys like diaz who we already talked about but also uh matthew hall writes in worth a punt on Grealish or, or Mares. i think you could throw foden in there as well um uh, wilson's asking about Saka. um some people have asked about mount um i don't know like there's a lot of good players in that price range you have Mount on your team. He's somebody that I don't have on my team, but I desperately want. I think that of all those eights right now, he's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any other thoughts on on eights and like why you kind of went with Mount over the others? Yeah, great question. Um, Diaz is out because I I want to go Robo, which so that that rules it out. But I don't think he's a bad eight. I think honestly he'd be my second choice. Um, I don't. I've. I think what I'm going to try to redo is restructure my team to have another 8.0 midfielder if I can, and I think personally I want to go Saka because he seems to be on penalties. Um, he's a much more assured starter than uh, Kulu and even Diaz, um, and, and you know although his rate of returns aren't quite as good. They have a fantastic fixture run. And Arsenal actually yep. looking at some of their uh, XGI as a team, it's actually exceptionally high when they play bottom table teams, which they're going to be doing. So yeah. I like I like Saka for the start of the season, and he's someone I'm trying to figure out how to get into my team. Yeah, Alex W. wrote in with, with Jesus at record ownership levels, Martinelli considered underpriced, and Saka likely to break 200 points this year. Uh, how much Arsenal is too much? And then Matthew Hall just made it very simple. Why do I have three Arsenal players in my team? <laughs> it It is funny because FPL this year is making me feel very much like the general Arsenal fan base. I make this joke all the time. But you folk are the funniest fan base, I think, that exists in whoa, the Prem. Whoa. Every Second season. Man United, at least. Come on. No, no, no! You guys are you guys are the funniest, okay. like the most hilarious. Man United are Man United fans are all the same. They are uh, just like terrible to their team. Every time what the team does good or bad, they're like, "Oh yeah, rubbish, rubbish, rubbish! Everything is rubbish. We hate the Glazers. We hate Man United. Oh, how can I love this club? So Alex Ferguson isn't here anymore. Like that's how they are all the time, right? Yeah. Arsenal fans are the opposite. You guys at the start of the season every year, every year, this is our year. We're going to win it all this year. We're the best. And then like two games into the season, <laughs> you guys are so sad and it's not so much like i hate arsenal it's very much i hate myself for loving arsenal and that to me is the funniest part about the entire thing yeah that's yeah (laughs) there's no argument about it but how much arsenal is too much arsenal jake that you're right they have a great start to the season they have some players the thing is if you go Saka, are you gonna get rid of jesus yeah, that's kind of what I'm tempted to do is not start with Jesus. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm really fearful of it because they've looked so good in preseason and he's been pretty much a focal point when he's in and he returns in those games. And I know it's preseason. I get that. But he looks good. And here's the thing. It's like Crystal Palace is their most concerning game to me out of their first eight but I'm not really that worried about the Leicester game at home. You know, they tend to do well in Leicester. I have a lot of things going on. They're the only top squad in all the, like, you know, La Liga, you know, 
EPL, they, they didn't sign a single player, a single player. And then, you know, yeah. Schmeichel's leaving, which <clears throat> he's he's a pretty important player for that team. I'm sure Ward's decent. Don't get me wrong. But that's going to be a little bit confusing. I, and so I'm not too worried about that. So I don't what I'm more what I'm more willing to do is actually get rid of an 11.5 forward. So I, I mean we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that when yeah. we get there. But uh, we are we're going to we're going to get to that. That's on my list. To yeah, talk about honestly, today. I yeah. I prefer yeah. both Saka and and Jesus. Um, I would honestly be more willing to get rid of uh, Gabriel. But the reason I have him in my team is that he tends to get a lot of goals off corners, and you know the two teams that gave up the most goals off set pieces last year. Crystal Palace and Leicester, first two games of the season. Dang, yeah, so, great point. Go. Jake, look at you. You're buzzing. You're buzzing with information. Yeah. Buzzing. Buzzing. Um, talk to me a little bit about, like, so I, I like that too, Gabriel. The other player was Tamiasu, and the other player is Zinchenko. Those are the players people are talking about, those three defenders. Why Gabriel over those two? Well, Tamiasu, I, I now granted I haven't been keeping up the last, like, two, three days, but he still hasn't played a minute in the preseason. Yeah. And so I think injury wise, he's going to be a little bit further out. So that's the reason for there. Zinchenko, I don't hate, but I'd rather have goals over assists. And I do think Tierney's like closer to return than Tamiyasu. And so there's, you know, there's a lot of talk that Zinchenko will play further up in the midfield. I don't think we know that yet. It's possible, but I'm not going to take that risk yeah. to begin the season. <clears throat> yeah, and I think that that's like a move you can make, right? He's a 5.0. If he starts playing consistently out of position, a little further up the field, you just make the move, right? Like yep. it's an easy, it's an easy move to do that, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, anything else about the 8.0s that we need to talk about um are, i mean we didn't obviously talk like about man city so do you want to take that question or do you want me to start yeah i'm happy to because i've i've earlier i had a draft that had man city more man city players and right now i don't it's so hard with city because it's the same every year they spread a lot of points out uh they've got a lot of guys that just you know score 130 points 140 points and this year uh, there's not I don't see value in city players the only player that is priced a little bit lower is is um, Grealish at 7.0 um, but the reality of it is I mean if you know they lost Sterling and at first and I said on the first pod I was like, oh yeah these guys are going to be great in that position but as I said that uh, I actually then followed it up by saying well wait a second we've got Grealish that plays on the wing Mahrez Foden and then they play Bernardo out there sometimes as well. Not always, but but they will uh, because um, because we've got a healthy midfield, right? So we've got a healthy De Bruyne. We've got a healthy Goondoggy. Uh, we've got um, Phillips, who's now in the side. Uh, so there's a number of uh, Rodri, obviously, right? But we have a number of midfield players that are all healthy, central midfield players. So Bernardo probably won't play through the middle of the pitch um, if he's going to be on, on the field. And Alvarez is the other signing who... Yeah. I don't know if he'll play like as a center forward or if he's going to play as a winger, but in games that Holland is playing as the center forward, then Alvarez is likely to be bumped outside. Uh, and they did that, I believe in the community shield uh, yep. match. So um, I just don't see it, man. I just don't. I, I'm, it's going to be rotation city like every week, unless there's a player that really emerges as a starter week in and week out. And uh, that's currently why I have Holland in the team. 
I don't know if like Holland is necessarily the right pick. In fact, I've gone back and forth between him and Kane. I've also, as we mentioned, eliminated the 11.5 forward completely from my team. Um, but it's like you want to be in on those goals, those city goals, but it's hard to get in on them if you don't have KDB or if you don't have who I think will be that kind of center forward presence in Holland. Um, so anyways, yeah, I don't, I don't see a lot in city. I, I just don't think I'm going to go there. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about it too. And the other thing about Jack is like, how many goals do we really think he's going to get from that spot? I yeah. mean, no, maybe a couple, but I, I just don't want to take that risk to start the season. Well, do, do you think too, this is one thing I've been thinking about city. I mean, Holland, is a player that loves to play on the counterattack. He's done that with Dortmund for the last few years of his career. Um, good speed, can hold the ball up and spin off guys, you know, acrobatic, unusual finishes. You know, he's really an interesting player. But I think it's going to be a little different in that he will be the focal point around the counterattack play. I also think that when they're in these states of heavy possession where they've kept the ball for long periods of time, He's going to be the guy sitting in the middle. I don't see other wingers crashing in for tap-ins. They're going to be asked to stay really wide. And so that's why I actually think like Cancelo's better. Cancelo's going to have this freedom to kind of tuck inside and play in the half space. Um, I would love like a KDB. Yeah. I really would. But but I'm really, you know, thinking about KDB, I mean, look at like, have you looked at like his history of points? It's not that good. No. I mean, really, like, like not. It's not bad. It's not bad. He has some. He's had some great seasons, but like, 2019, 2020, he had 251 points. Okay, that was like his. That was his best season. He played uh, 2,800 minutes that year, so he had a, a really pretty healthy year. But like, in the last five years, in 1718, uh, 1718, he had 209 points over 3,000 minutes. 1819, he only scored 59 points over 1,000 minutes. Hurt most of the year. I just talked 2019, 20, 21, 22, 141 points over 2,000 minutes. Again, hurt most of the year. And 21, uh, that was 2021. This is 21, 22, 196 points, 2,200 minutes. He he rarely scores over 200 points. Um, and he needs to be captainable. Yep. And, and that was I mean, the you other can thing. captain him when he's. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say the other reason I stay away from KDB is how do you know when you can captain him? I don't right. personally because one, there's rotation, and two, he tends to actually, in my opinion, do better against teams that are better defensively. Um, he tends like people are like, oh, bring him in and or switch him from Sun to KDB and captain him against Bournemouth. It's like I don't know if he's really going to need to do much against Bournemouth because Holland's probably going to be able to get space and score goals, and it's like he's not going to need to shoot from outside the box and score. Now he may, don't get me wrong, but of all the players that are you know, that heavily priced. It's like, we know when Salah does good. It's when he plays crappy teams in the table, like Fulham game week one. You know, it's like, we kind of can tell, in my opinion, even more when like Son and Kane are going to do well. But but KDB, I never know. Like, honestly, I think he's probably better to captain against West Ham than Bournemouth, which sounds ridiculous, but I I could see it. I could see him doing better against West Ham than him doing better against Bournemouth. Yeah. And not to mention, I now that... I mean, he's pretty consistently displayed that he's going to be hurt for large chunks of the year, unfortunately. Um, and and I just mentioned all the midfield uh, options that they have now, right? I mean, I think that he's going to be rotated and protected, especially when you get into some of these other competitions. So 
Anyways, all right, so that's that. I think that covers a lot of the 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 kind of <laughs> 8.0 midfield things. Are there sh- okay? I want to do two things then more in the midfield before we move on. What about like the lower priced midfielders? Uh, and then what about like if you went with two premium midfielders? So really, that would be you're going with like Sun instead yeah. of Salah or Sun. Uh, in addition to Salah. So let's start with those lower price midfielders. Obviously, Neto has been highly talked about. Um, Martinelli has been highly talked about. We already kind of covered him. Uh, Bailey is one that I think a lot of people are talking about. Uh, One that people aren't talking so much about, but is actually just currently in my draft, and I don't think he will be at the start of the year. I just was playing with it, but Rashford (laughs) is currently in my draft. Uh, I'm having flashes of Deli Alley when I I play uh, Rashford. Um, so, so from last year, that was a bad move, but are there, who do you have? You have Bailey right now on your team. I do have Bailey and I have Neto, which is the thing I'm like most unsure about. Yeah. Um, Bailey at five, I, I can stomach if he doesn't, if he just gets moved to the bench, it's like, oh, oops, you know, I spent 5 million on him, but I don't like both of them. So I'm, I'm trying to decide cause I'd rather move one of them up. Um, but out of the two, I think. I honestly think Bailey might have a better chance. I'm a little bit worried that Jimenez is out now for for with Neto. This is like Wolves' offense is just so anemic. You know, they they are so far back last year for all the attacking statistics, and yeah. I'm almost that's what to, Will- yeah to go elsewhere. Yeah, well, that's what Wilson wrote in thoughts on Bailey starting, and then with Jimenez out, Wolves less creative. Is Neto still the way to go? I think so. Bailey are you feeling like Neto's start. maybe the? Yeah, that's the question. Yeah. Are you thinking like like which one of those two guys do you go with? I would if I'm picking between the two, I would start Bailey. So Neto is the one I'm trying to move up. Um, and honestly, I don't think Rashford's a terrible shout. I am a little bit nervous about that, but I think the two six point fives I'd be interested in are Rashford or honestly Trossard because they have a really good starting run of fixtures after Man United. Um, they have Newcastle at home, which is different than Newcastle away. And then they have West Ham, which mm-hmm. eh. But then they have Leeds, Fulham, Leicester, Bournemouth. So that's that's pretty good run. Um, but yeah, I think Bailey's my preference over Neto. Neto is someone I'm trying to move move on from. Can I uh, sidetrack us for a minute? Yeah. Um, Thomas Bracken wrote in... Um, uh, sent us an article. Scientific research from rantcasino.com has looked at every player ahead of the 22-23 season and applied the, quote, golden ratio, a mathematical symmetry algorithm that influences the human's perception of attractiveness. It gave every player a final percentage score. The closest to 100% were deemed most attractive. Uh, and you had mentioned Trossard. Um, he currently ranks third. Very well. Third for most attractive. I think that that's a terrible algorithm, whoever wrote it. The guy looks like a little rat man. I don't know. Hard to say. But he's he seems like a no. good FPL pick. Pretty easy to say. <laughs> I mean, just pretty easy. I'm just saying. Um, Diego Lorente ranked fifth. Who is Jefferson Lerma sixth. Who is one? Number one was um, Bournemouth's Jack Stacy. Hmm. Don't, right. don't really know him very well. No, Teddy Jenks, also a Brighton player. Yeah. Number two. Brighton got, got a looks lot like of a guy, good looking yeah, guys. Well, yeah, Teddy Jenks looks like a guy that would bag my groceries. That's what I think when I look at him. Like, oh, thanks. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Yeah, he just do, looks like a nice do guy. Do they know that term in Britain, like bag groceries? Do they say that? 
Yeah, probably means something else. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bag her groceries. That's my Australian accent, but I think <laughs> Close it sounds enough. better. I mean, it's like tomato, tomato. Yeah, tomato, tomato. Uh, okay, good stuff. We're back on track now. Uh, we had to talk about that. Um, Sala, he's locked in for me, but yeah. some people are, I think, uh, having fun with the FPL community by saying, oh, yeah, Salah's not worth it. Give me followers. Um, so, I, I, I don't know. I don't see any world where I'm not going to start with him. He's the best player in the game. Not and when he's got Fulham he's... and Bournemouth in their right. first four games. <laughs> right. so. Yeah, I could see you making the argument like, all right, after game week four or five, I'm going to move him on. Yeah. But uh, this idea that, like, oh, I'm not going to have the best player in the game on arguably the best team in the world. Um yeah, who's healthy and has had some time off this summer and and traditionally starts the season very well. Uh, I'm, I'm not interested, I guess, you know. And <laughs> it's on bands, yeah. It's all... Right, it's, yeah, we, we can keep going. Yeah. We can keep going if you want. But, uh, yeah, so just stupid, I think. But I think a, a much bigger question is the forward line. Um, and I saw a really good, and I'm going to try to find it, but I, I saw a really good tweet the other day just about, like, how much more forwards need to score just to match yeah. uh, the points of a, of a midfield player. Um, and it's pretty significant. Like, I think they have to essentially score 1.2 points for every one point a midfielder scores or something like that. Um, and so it's a pretty big difference. Um, just because uh, the, the midfielders get the clean sheet point, the midfielders uh, tend to, to, or they get one more point, of course, for the goal, and then they tend to get more bonus points um, just because they're involved in a lot more actions. So I think the biggest question really is, and it's scary because Holland and Kane both have really good opening runs of fixtures, but I, I think the biggest question is, you know, do you have one of those players or do you not? And um, Emma had wrote in asking about, like, what do you think is going to, you know, be the, 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 points of contention within the template if you will right like what what parts of the team might differ from player to player and how might how might those um, serve to break the template and i really think this is it like yeah. one premium i think most people are going to be on two premiums sala and either kane or holland but um i think that that's the one place right now going no premium forward that you could go in a different direction. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's it's my big question every year. No one ever seems to answer it, but I always tend to not do well in FPL. So I think I'm doing it wrong. Um, it's like, do you need that position really? Because if you look at it now, granted Holland, it's like you can't really do this with, but like Kane, I feel like you can. You know, he's been in the Premier League now. Uh, this is like literally 10 seasons. But, I mean, obviously, he's been a starter on a, a top six side every year. And he he had those crazy runs where between 2014 and 2017, he had 21 goals, 25, 29, 29. Since then, he had one, you know, last year he had 17 and 11. Not good enough. The year prior, he did have 23 and 14. But if you look at those, like, he's averaging below 200 points a season. Last year, he had 192. And I'm just like, look at that. And I'm like, why am I paying just 0.5 mil cheaper when I could have a player like Sun or I could spread the, spread the funds out? Because I know every year I start with like 5.0 midfielders that suck and then I have to get rid of them. Right. So, but no one ever seems to be able to answer it. And when you do the FPL like review 
optimization, they do recommend this year starting with 11.5. And I'm like, is that because their fixtures are so good? Is it because it's messing with me and it just wants me to lose again? I don't know. <laughs> like, because I've so, been really <laughs> tempted to just go with like a Jesus and that's it. And two 4.5s and be like, screw it. Yeah. I don't want to bank <laughs> on them getting two returns every game. I really right. am nervous with Holland personally because he's not even on penalties. Like, at least Kane's on penalties. But I don't like it. I, I think I can do better spreading that money elsewhere. It's just getting getting them back in the team is next to impossible without a wild card. A sp- well, if you decide to do what you said in that you spread the funds around, yeah. then it's impossible. If you go with Sun, yeah. then you can just dump Sun and bring one of them back in. That's fair. Uh, that's an option. Yeah. I, I, I think actually this year that Jesus will inevitably end up performing just under what like a premium forward might perform at that's a prediction of mine this year like i could see him scoring 170 points this year yeah i kind of you know i don't i I kind of wanted jim to be on this pod because you know he's really like anti uh jesus and i was like Thanks, bro. You just cemented him into my team because Jim always starts the year really terribly. And yeah, he's like, he last year yeah. after game week one, I was like 40K. And I was like, yeah, but what were you after game week five? Like 5 million? And it's like, he right. always tries to do these weird things. And he's like, well, what if he drops in price because he doesn't score? And it's like, I don't care because if he doesn't score against Crystal Palace, he's definitely going to score in the next seven games that he plays. You know, it's right. like, he's like the most assured player on my team. And it's like, I don't want to get cute with him because he's not you know a, a, a premium and i don't want to be like oh i'll start with callum wilson and then move on to him it's like i don't want to waste that transfer like he's in my team yeah. he's nailed he's going to be playing 80 minutes a game he's he could even be on penalty kicks but he's right. he's nailed he's nailed it's just the 11.5 for me that i'm having a hard time with yeah i think the um you, you made this comment like i don't want to get cute and I guess that's like my question mark is like, are we be, trying to be cute by not having like a, an 11.5 forward, like a Hollander Kane? You know what I mean? Like, are we like trying to, are, do we think that we're outsmarting the game? Like, oh yeah, we don't need them. We'll just, we'll have Mount and, you know, we'll have, I don't know who else, Mount and Mahrez or whatever, right? Like we're going to have a bunch of Saka, we're going to have a bunch of 8.0s and going to get more value out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of the same argument, right? Yeah, but you look at it, you look at it, and it's like, well, Maddo, even though he was injured for some of the year last year, had an 181. You know, Mount had 169. Saka was right up there, too. And it's like, Kane had 192. It's it's, It's just more because he fills that forward role, and it's like, well... Who else are you going to be going with there? And do you have the money to do it? I don't know. It's like I, I still haven't gotten that question answered. And I kind of want, I kind of wish there was like a, the teams that finish the top 100K or even top 10K. It's like how, how much of the season did they have a premium forward in their team? Because like if you look at it last year, probably not much with Ronaldo and Kane. Um, I could be wrong. But I don't know. I, I don't really have access to stuff like that. And that's kind of what intrigues me the most about this game. But it is also a very difficult like statistic to come up with. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the right answer is. But to me, that's the biggest question right now. Um, I've played with drafts with both premium and no premium forward. Um, I struggle a little bit to 
you know, go like Sun and Sala. So that's the other thing is, you know, the Sun's at 12, right? And and the 11.5 of Holland and, and Kane um, just fits a little bit better. And the fact that you can move between them is really nice too. Uh, but, um, you know, I think for me, that's going to be the biggest question that I have to answer with my draft before I kind of move forward and, and start the season. Um, I would much, like when, when I just think of it, I think, man, I'd rather just have Jesus and then spread funds around. But then when I kind of think of team structure and flexibility and trying to start the year, th- this year off really conservatively, um, I want Hollander Kane. And I do believe this too. I, I You can't, uh, you definitely don't win FPL. In, I've heard people say this, you don't win FPL in the first five or 10 game weeks, but you certainly can lose. Right, you can be done. Your season can be over in about five game weeks if you don't, or ten game weeks if you don't start pretty well. Um, and I think maybe that brings us to the next question. This year, the strategy I think changes a lot with the World Cup coming up, and you know, obviously they are going to um, basically give us unlimited transfers, and that starts in game week seventeen. Uh, have you thought a little bit about? how you want to use your your wild card. And Neil writes in all these, quote, experts going on about using the wild card super early as we have un- the unlimited in game starting in game week 17. Um, thoughts and musings uh, and Jake ums on this. Cheers. Yeah, so I decided that I would like to use my wild card, I think game week eight and nine is the international break. So that's the plan. It splits it right in the middle. It's an international break. There's a lot of fixture changes at that point in time. So that's the plan. What messed me up last year is the whole Ronaldo coming in. And again, premium forward, brought him into my team. Guy scores two goals first game, but then he just falls off the map. And it's like, I my season fell apart after that. So I'm going to try not to go for that low-hanging fruit and do that. And again, Holland could be completely different than that. He's young. You know, he's a different type of player, but I just, I would prefer to save my wild card and split it more in the middle because I think that's such a useful thing with the wild card to kind of split the difference as much as possible and use it yeah. to the most, you know, get get the most points out of it. And I think, you know, maybe if worst case I need to use it game week five or six, I can, but I'd like to hold yeah. on to it a little bit longer. I'll just throw one more thing out and then we're going to do just some lightning questions and we'll be done. But one thing that's kind of popped into my mind this year that because because of this unlimited transfers in 17, have you thought about, and this is one thing I'm thinking about, like I'm normally pretty conservative at the beginning of the year, not making a lot of moves, and I think I miss out on a lot of value. Mm-hmm. I almost am trying to kind of think of this in like two little sections of the season, like building two seventeen and then after 17. Yeah. And part of it's like, of course, I want to have the best rank, but I also want to build some value between now and then in my team so that I can be kind of aggressive in 17 and really push on into the season. Have you thought about that at all? Yeah. And that's what makes me nervous is because my team's pretty template. I'm a little bit worried about that, but I honestly don't see a lot of my players falling as of right now. I think Jesus is the biggest one that could fall, which I understand but yeah. Okay. Um, I've got a bunch of questions from FPL Virgin. So there's like 10 or 12. It's the Virgin show. Um, can I, can we lightning them? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, we'll go, we'll take turns. You'll answer one, then I'll answer one. So you're up first. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are all leads assets essentially redundant from an FPL point of view because they are managed by Ted Lasso in a mission impossible style rubber mask? No, I honestly think 
Aronson and even Bamford are going to be owned in a lot of like good per FPL teams by the end of the year. Okay. Question one continued. Case in point, uh, Jesse insisted that the club invest heavily in anti-injury software, then authorized a friendly on a very badly maintained pitch, which subsequently injured two first-team players. All right, that was just a point. Second question. <laughs> Unless they appreciate our scene, superior culture and scoff at full British roast with lashings of gravy, followed by crumble and custard for pud and wash it down with gallons of hot British tea, can an American coach ever truly be a success in the English Premier League? Um, I think so. I think Marsh is actually going to have a decent year this year. Um, that's that's all I can say. Uh, can you resurrect the It's a Trap segment, complete with a theme tune that Marco sings? Which of the template players with over 40% ownership are most likely to fail, blank, and fall in price? What do you think, Jake? Ooh. Ownership, fall in price. Man, over 40%. That's tough. Um, I'm tr- I pulled it up. Help. Uh, can I do James at 39.5? Yeah, that's fair. Right. Uh, would the pod team consider live streaming on YouTube and growing matching man buns like the Leeds United players? Uh, we have actually considered live streaming on YouTube. Um, it's a little bit more set up. And I don't know. We've had like some some uh, Patreon folks that have said they'd be into it. I don't know how many other people would. It seems like it's the thing right now. Matching man buns. I used to have a man bun. Those were the good old days. Uh, I don't think we're going to bring it back. Jake, should we invest in the Man United attack or should we be more cautious about their preseason form under a new manager? I'm going to be cautious, so I can't answer that the other way. But I, I don't think it's wrong if you're going to, if that's going to be like your one player that you're going for, go for it. No. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next one is Leon Bailey too good to be true? I, I um, I'm going to, I'm going to obviously split the fence on this. I think he's going to be fine for the first couple game weeks. I do think there's a very good chance that he gets rotated uh, at some point, and then their fixtures turn. So personally, I don't necessarily want to start with him. I love the price. I love the potential, uh, but I don't know that I want to start with him. Jake, can you not sit on the fence for once and give the listeners some much needed British decisiveness uh, to the two big questions of the day? One, should we go for Kane or Holland or both? Two, two premiums or three? Easy questions. Go ahead. Yeah, definitely not both. I would lean Kane personally and then definitely two premiums max. All right, you got to answer this one still uh, as well. Does Jake still spend a lot of time in his windowless basement bouncing FIFA ideas off his automated cat feeder like it is Wilson the volleyball from Castaway? Whoa. I don't have a basement because I live in Florida, so that's not true. But the cat feeder is right next to me. Um, So I guess kind of. Yeah. After Diaz failed to get a triple return in a preseason game against the best defense in the Premier League on Saturday, should we now completely ignore an 8.0 million route into Liverpool's attacking front three? No, don't completely ignore it. I just think the problem right now for me is I really do want Rabo. His heat map uh, from last year, especially the second half of the year, was really, really strong, even with Diaz and the team. And you can see that clearly the system that Klopp is using, um, as Jake mentioned earlier, encourages Diaz in wider areas and actually um, asks that Rabo be the one punching into the half space. They use their uh, three central midfielders, not so much as like traditional tens. In fact, um, if you've been following kind of the history of the game, the last five to ten years we've really seen a deterioration uh and and, uh, of this player the style of of, um central midfield player and we're seeing a lot more fullbacks now pressing into that half space so um 
question number 10. We have a couple more, Jake. Can Jake remember where he was when he had his first ever PSL? Was the first sip like falling in love? Mm. Man, I think I was that- in Knoxville, Tennessee, but I don't exactly remember where. And yeah, I guess I, I guess it was if I can kind of remember because, you know, <laughs> I just went I guess I did clean. love it. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> um. Uh, number 11 alongside Trenton Cancelo in your defense, uh, which one do you leave out from Robinson, James, and Perisic, or do you get all three and play five at the back? Uh, yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier in the pod. Right now, I've gone back and forth. I currently am um, four at the back, uh, and I've been I currently have Perisic out, but I'm leaning actually more towards bringing him in. He's a little less than James, um, or playing five at the back. Um, Jake, who is the third best Liverpool player and who's the third best City player? I think we've answered that. Um, and then finally, Martinelli, Martinelli, Neto, or Bailey, should we start with all three? Should we leave them out? If so, who? I think we hit that too, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah we I think I'm leaning Bailey. I do think, though, we didn't talk about the third best Man City player, and it's a defender, I think. That's what I would go with. I'd go with Diaz or Ederson, even Kyle Walker, which we didn't really talk about. I've had him in my drafts. Um, if I move on from cash, it's probably going to be Walker. Yeah, I like Walker at five. Yeah. The problem is, again, he's a player that if you look, and part of that has been because of rotation and because of minutes, but if you look at his history as a player in the Prem, um, just reading off his recent points, 85 points, 91 points, 114. 18-19 was a great year for him and some of the most minutes that he had ever played at 150, um, 138 and 17-18. You know, I think if he, you know, priced this year at five, if he was playing... 2500 minutes i would for sure bring him into my team but even like you look at 1920 where he played 2400 minutes he only had 114 points uh one goal scored four assists 12 cleans and if you look at the way that they play um really what's happening now is they're often forming a back three uh when they attack and walker is part of that back three and Cancelo is given the freedom to push forward and so from a systems perspective I don't know if Walker is going to really get you any returns um, offensively or not many. Um, yeah. Of course, they'll get clean sheets. I think they're probably defensively, they're the best team in the league. But um, but but yeah, I don't know. At five, I guess at five to get a best defender in the league or the best team defensive team in the league player from that back line, even if he's a center back, I might consider that. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking because otherwise your 5.0s are like Cash or Trippier. Um, or Zinchenko yeah. or Gabriel, which I already have one. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, anything else you wanted to hit today, or are we like mostly done? Um. No, I, f- I feel like we're we mostly covered it. I mean, we didn't say captain shouts, but I feel like based on what we've said, we're both going to be going Salah. So. Yeah. Yeah, because it's already yeah, Friday. Probably... Game's Friday. Arsenal, I think. Right. Yeah. Arsenal, Crystal Palace on Friday. Yeah, when is the deadline? It's, oh, it's twelve thirty on Friday, huh? Yeah. So. Oh, jeez. I gotta get. Does I gotta FP, clear my hey, schedule. does FPL review usually shut down prior to the start? Is that just like it's crashing because so many people are on it, or? Do oh, they, they. Uh, yeah, they shut down briefly because they're launching. They're launching everything. I think it should be back, um, up. back up soon. Yeah. I think that's my understanding. So. All right. Um, I guess that's it then. You know, follow us, support us, Patreon us. We appreciate all those things. We'd love to have a few people join this year. Um, you know, retweet, 
save like whatever the pod that's always helpful too good luck to everybody um you know send us send us if you have questions or dm us if you want to talk about some stuff we'll work through it um good luck to the start of the season Uh, i'm marco and i'm jake and remember you should die